Welcome to the Lioness Queen Podcast. Your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, founder, speaker, spiritual coach, and licensed minister, shares how she overcame the emotional trauma from divorce with her faith in God. Now let's jump into your daily dose of letting go of the past and living totally residue free. Here's your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha. Welcome back. Welcome back, my Lioness Queens. This is the second Tuesday in the month of November 2020. And I am really excited about this time and this season. Actually, I'm excited about today because today uh, I noticed I had 3,000 downloads. So I want to thank my audience for definitely tuning in, definitely listening to the Lioness Queen podcast you know, my prayer for you is that it definitely encourages you. It definitely helps you to move forward and it definitely helps you to embrace um, that next chapter and turn the page that God is trying to move you into. Amen. And so I, my goal and my prayer for you is that you be residue free. And so this is the Tuesday after finding out we have a new president and vice president. Woohoo! I'm telling you, I'm, you know, I'm not sure about how you feel about the decision, but I have to say for myself, I'm ready for change. I'm ready to have a leader who has a heart for all people. I love that we all have different political backgrounds, religious backgrounds, cultural backgrounds, etc. You know, to me, this is what makes America great. What makes America great is our diversity. It is the melting pot that we all come together and learn from one another. But, you know, we have to learn as a people to be able to respect and embrace differences, but still come together for the common good. This is what I feel is missing with, um, or was missing with our former administration, that we weren't coming together for the common good. And majority of um, everything that came out of the White House, it wasn't given um in a positive way, in a positive light. And so, you know, now we have a new administration and I'm excited to see what will come from this administration and how they will respond to the needs of the people because that's what it's about. When you are in that position, you cannot be um, just for on one side of the fence. You have to look at the whole garden, right? You have to have a heart for everyone. And everyone sometimes may mean that it goes against how you grew up, how you were raised, what you learned, what you know, but you have to have a heart for everyone. And so honestly, if you think about it, God, you know, even in the midst of these past four years and we, there are people who did not feel their needs were met. They didn't feel, um, you know, they were thought of 
or thought about, you know, in certain decisions and laws and things of that nature. And even in the midst, you have to understand that God has always been your source, even in the midst. Amen. And so this is what I want to talk about today. God has been your source, even in this detour. So before we get started, I definitely want you to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, And that's where I typically post um, short videos, giving you words of encouragement, along with the I Am Women's Empowerment Session series with my co-host, Reverend Sherry Thomas. And so I'm excited about um, just filling up the YouTube with different videos just to, you know, give you a quick boost Um, just to encourage you, to help you to keep moving forward and to continue to work on being residue free. In addition, I mentioned last week about I'll have a writing journal and a guided journal coming out as well. So definitely stay tuned um, for that information as I'll be giving it out. Hopefully soon, hopefully soon, hopefully I can have a pre-launch where I can give you the information where you can purchase it. All right, so we are still in the month of November and we are continuing with our theme of the detour of 2020. But today's episode, we want to talk about how God is your source, even in the detour. And so, you know how we love to do it on this podcast. We love starting out with either a quote or a poem to get us started. And so this week I found a poem. Uh, It's kind of (laughs) long, but I think it's um, it's so applicable to our theme. And the poem is called Blessing in Disguise by Evelia Music. And so the poem says, If I was never left lying, then how would I have stood? Didn't vision so much bad, I wouldn't know what's good. Moved around from place to place. Now I know where I belong. And if I wasn't so weak, I wouldn't be strong. If I never felt hate, then I couldn't have felt loved. Because I never had a lot. A little's always been enough. I wouldn't hold those close if the lies were never lost. If I never seen the snakes, I wouldn't know who to trust. If a man never failed, How can he do better? Needless will to be raised rich, then gather it together. Those who stand tallest, once fallen the lowest. You only appreciate the top when you watch from below it. More strength to shed tears than to crack a smile. Feel more pride inside knowing that you've ran the miles. If someone had a time machine and I could replan my life, I'd still do what I did in being the the man or woman I am tonight. I seen the dark clouds through the sun, watch walls fall, 
but all was done. I gained the strength to hold them high, no looking back as I walk on by. There needs to be a devil for there to be a Jesus. If there was no horror, then all heroes would be needless. They say as one passes, another baby is born. So one can only rise when the other begins to fall. Must alone in the cold or you to feel the love and warmth? Only one who needs help will know who's there for support. See, all things bad create a lot of good outcomes. Because truth, because the truth is you wouldn't be who you are without them. I need to make mistakes. An awful lot of them learnt from them. And it's not what I've lost, but what I've gone and earned from them. If I wasn't in the dark, I'd never search for light. If past traumas could occurred, if past traumas never occurred, I wouldn't have learned to write. If I never faced death and seen many violent scenes, then I would affect me, then it would affect me more being a much wiser being. If someone had a time machine and I could replan my life, I'd still do what I did, even being the man and woman I am tonight. I see the dark clouds through the sun, watch walls fall, but when all was done, I gained the strength to hold them high, no looking back as I walk by. So I must admit this poem is powerful in a sense that it makes you think about if you never had experienced or been through something, you would never know that you could get out of it, grow from it, press through it, or strive to even overcome it. If we never go through things, how would we know the strength within ourselves. It's challenging to say, but detours definitely test our faith in a way to push you to believe. And so I believe the biggest test of our faith, especially this year, has been the coronavirus. Wouldn't you agree? I definitely believe this has been the biggest test of our faith. This has been the test of a lifetime, I would say, because it is something we we haven't experienced before, something others have never experienced before. And so it is something new that makes us feel vulnerable and vulnerable in a way where we feel that there are things happening around us and happening to us that we cannot control. We can't control the situation. And as a result, it feels quite overwhelming, unsettling, and quite scary. And so thinking about this test of a lifetime, it makes me think about 
and 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 it, and it really it, it really hurts my heart to even kind of bring this up but it it makes me think about all of those 545 young immigrant children that were separated from their parents and now the parents cannot be found and so these children now are all clumped together in one location one place with inhumane conditions a new report shows hundreds of cases in which the deported parents of migrant children who were taken from their families now these parents cannot be located but we as america are taking care of these children but unfortunately in not humane conditions we do not know all of the logistics because they don't want us to know all of the logistics because it's inhumane. These children are placed in a facility in some type of way. Someone's feeding them. Someone is providing care. Someone is providing different things. I'm pretty sure there's different sponsors, right? All these things are planned out in a certain way. But how did this separation happen? This process had to be devastating for the parents and it had to be tragic for the children. What a trauma on both sides of not knowing where your children are and not knowing where your parents are. Living in a foreign land, unfamiliar in the language, an unfamiliar territory, an unfamiliar culture, an unfamiliar custom and morals, and surrounded by unfamiliar people. When you think about life and the many tragedies that have happened in one's lifetime, there are some experiences that one could think that we as a people would never recover. But guess what? We did depending on your age, that there has been some critical time frames, some, some critical moments that have made time stand still due to the trauma that created a shadow on the world. For myself, I think about September 11th, 2001. I remember when this happened. I, I I remember when I was at work and I remember my coworkers talking about it. I remember seeing it on TV, uh, on the news. I remember the moments um, that they were they were showing when the plane crashed into the Twin Towers, the Pentagon, right? It 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 was a moment in time that left the world speechless. It was something unfamiliar and out of control that one couldn't even get our mindset around what in the world just happened. Then another question that kind of popped up in our heads was, how did this happen when this is America? How did this happen to us? Very similar to grief and the stages of grief. Even if you didn't lose a loved one during 9-11, the world, the whole world was in shock. 
The whole world, it seemed as if time stood still. We, 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 we felt so numb not knowing what to do that we were just in shock by what happened and left us in a whirlwind of a never-never land. I'm sure you can remember the moments as well, so vividly, that you could retell the story just as if it was yesterday. However, the detour of 2001 made everyone change their mindset about life. Whether you were impacted directly or indirectly, indirectly, 911 made you appreciate life in a way you never thought before. My heart still goes out to the men, women, and children who lost their lives to the senseless acts of violence that caused this violence in our land, caused terrorism in our land. We had never experienced this form of violence before to that magnitude on American soil. So this was a first for us. This is a first time that even our own leaders didn't even see this coming. But someone did. <laughs> but no matter the magnitude of the terrorism that transpired on that day, it did do something for America. It showed leaders that there were holes as it relates to cracking down on terrorism. And if it, it's, it's almost like if the terrorism never happened, we as America would never know that there was a hole in our security. It, it, it's really such a, I would call an oxymoron to think that if trials and tribulations do not come, then you will never find out what you need to work on. But it's actually true. If problems never arise, one would never know that there may be a problem from the get-go. Definitely, there were issues with checking backgrounds, especially among certain races, certain people, and people who learned how to fly, got, you know, licenses, how, like, they got licensed to learn how to fly, not to mention other different security measures that should have been checked and monitored. But if the bottom doesn't leak, you will never know that there's a hole that needs to be patched. <laughs> Let me say that again, because that even blessed me. If the bottom never leaks, you will never know that there is a hole that needs to be patched. And so if you really think about the tragedies that happen in life for the world or, or even for yourself, they were, they were all just a detour in this journey we call life. It is the hills and the valleys in the journey that shape us into who we are if we flow with the river. <laughs> like life is life is like a river, y'all. And sometimes you can see the flow of the current and sometimes you can't. Sometimes when the flow on the top looks extremely calm, sometimes you don't know underneath there's an undercurrent 
that can be quite strong and powerful and, and, and can pull you in different directions. However, it is the surrendering to the current that is key. No matter how the water current may flow in your life, just flow with it. When you go against the river, it is when the challenges seem overwhelming and you feel like you are drowning. But I encourage you, just flow with the river. <coughs> see, a, <coughs> excuse me, see, an undercurrent is a type of current which runs below the surface of air or water. The direction of an undercurrent is typically opposite to that of surface currents. And the strength of the undercurrent varies depending on the situation and the circumstances. I feel like these past four years, the world has had an undercurrent and at the same time had rocky water on the surface. It has been a combination of both that have made the world feel like it was drowning. It's definitely a current that everyone is used to. And sadly, everyone could not see it from the surface, but as a nation and land, the world felt the power of it. Just as in 9-11, tragedy exposed a hole in the system, so has coronavirus. Although this is not the first time we have, have experienced a pandemic of this magnitude because the Spanish flu actually killed more people than the coronavirus, but the virus definitely has exposed another hole. And that is a hole in our healthcare system. So what's devastating really for me, and I don't know if you've thought about this, but what's devastating for me is that we are not a third world country. And, and we are pretty tech savvy as, as a society and as a people, but even as advanced as we are, even as advanced as we are, we were not prepared for this virus. There were so many holes and, and, and the healthcare system was not prepared just like we weren't prepared for the terrorism on our land. Again, sometimes, you know, sometimes God has to allow the bottom of something to leak to show that there is a hole that needs to be patched. How about in your life? Have you experienced some form of adversity where you felt overwhelmed when it hit or, or the undercurrent was so strong you didn't even see it creeping up on you and you didn't have enough time to swim to safety, but the undercurrent just pulled you under the water, making you under unaware of where you, uh, of where you are, of where you're going. Makes you confused, not, not sure what's going on. No matter when this journey in our life takes us under the water and pushes us away from the shore, it is important to remember that you must go with the flow of the river and you have a source no matter what. So I have a question for you. Who is your source today? I, I know there's a lot of anxiety during these past, you know, these past few days leading up to who won the election. There has been such a strong storm on the river that as a people, we felt 
as if we were all drowning without a life jacket, feeling far from the peaceful shore, with no light in sight of where we were going and what was going on. There was a stronger undercurrent that kept pulling us under, making people feel unworthy, making people feel unappreciated, unappreciated, making people feel clueless, making people feel just unfamiliar, unknown, like uh, they didn't know what was going on, making people feel unloved to the point that it didn't even feel like we were living in America. What a feeling, right? What, What a feeling for us to be born in the land of the free and feel as if we are not in a place of freedom, a place of hope, a place of peace and a place of democracy. Although there was this undercurrent and rocky surface in the land, there comes a point when you have to dig deep and believe that God is your source no matter what. I know many are excited about the election, how it the election turned out. But if God didn't shift the climate in the air, would you still be able to believe that he is your source? Would you still be able to believe that God is faithful to keep you during the storm? If the administration didn't even change, would you still be able to trust in the storm when the un- undercurrent is pulling you under and you are struggling to swim? Do you still trust that God is the God of the past, present, and future, no matter what? See, this is the place that God wants you to be, wants me to be. He wants us to be in a space where you you put all of your faith, all of your trust in him and walk on water like Peter. See, when you think about Peter and the faith he had to get out of the boat, and begin to walk towards Jesus is the faith God is expecting all of us to have that he is our source. It wasn't Peter's faith within himself that helped him walk on the water. It was the faith he had in his source. (laughs) He believed so much in Jesus's power that he was able to do something outside of himself in the natural, that he was able to tap into the supernatural realm to do something impossible. The question is, what are you trusting God to do in your life to tap into that supernatural realm of something impossible? He is a God that can do things, impossible things to those who believe. Sometimes God has to take us through this journey where we must come to the end of ourselves. And sometimes it makes us feel as if we are drowning, being pulled by an undercurrent, grabbing us like a pit bull that will never let us go in a way to experience his supernatural power to believe. And we have to believe that no matter what, He is our source. Definitely the last few days leading up to finding out who won has has felt like that, right? It, 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 It has been a close race. It has felt like we've been in a fight, the fight of our life. But even in the midst of everything, God wants you to still believe and still know that no matter who's in the White House, 
no matter who's in the Senate, no matter who is in Congress, no matter who's on the Supreme Court, you must believe <clears throat> that God is your source. And he has you in the palm of his hand and no one can pluck you from the palm of his hand. He has protected you this far. He has kept you by faith and he won't let you go. I think during this detour of 2020, we all have been pushed to believe beyond our limits. And this is the place God wants us to be sometimes. When we learn how to come to the end of ourselves and we learn how to let go and let God. This is what it means to let God be your source in the detour. It means let go and let God. It means we learn how to develop faith over fear. We learn how to press towards the prize of the high calling. We learn how to absorb some things and allow the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to strengthen and quicken us to stand. God is your source no matter what. No matter what is going on in your life right now. He's always been your source. Even when you didn't fully put your faith and trust in him, he still believes in you. So when you feel you're being pulled underwater, when you feel the water is closing in on you, God wants you to remember that he is your source. All you have to do is keep your eyes on him and he will pull you up from whatever you need him to do. And so that is, that is the key. That was key for Peter. Remember in the story, Peter took his eyes off of Jesus and he started to sink because he got distracted. This is not a time to get distracted. This is a time where we have to keep our eyes and our focus on God because he is our source. We got to stop depending on man and put more of our faith, our trust, our hope in the one who is our source. Amen. Reverend Dr. Marisha, your lioness queen, let's go ahead and declare our weekly chant over our lives. Amen. Repeat after me. I am a lioness queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place as the queen I am. He wants me to be residue free, intentional in my fight, stand on the word of God, realize I am a masterpiece. I am, I am, 
I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Amen. Amen. joining the lioness queen podcast please subscribe and write a review you can find me on itunes spotify google Podcasts, and even iHeartRadio. i would love to hear how this message empowered you come back next tuesday at 3 p.m for more from your lioness queen